1: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. I am Billy Emboddy. Shea Dixon is with me for this episode of the pod. You guys heard our mailbag edition of the podcast on Monday. We are coming at you on Tuesday with the recruiting portion of this one. And Shay, let's jump right in to this because Jamel Howard, pretty much the lone 2023 target left on the board for LSU, is fresh off his official visit to LSU. We now know where he's going to go uh, this coming weekend, the final weekend before National Signing Day. And let's handicap this race. He's a big defensive tackle out of Chicago. Brian Polian, Jamar Kane have been doing some work on this one to get that visit this past weekend. Let's let's kind of set the stage here. National Signing Day coming up. Miami now supposed to host him this coming weekend. This is one that LSU is done all the right things for as of late now they've got to fend off miami for another recruit and some others out there as well for jamel howard
0: the quick rundown would be that in the summer months he went to wisconsin uh and then he saved everything for after his senior season and billy we've talked about this it's um it's like the old like lamar jackson or you know saquon barkley people are putting themselves out in their final year and and trying to uh bank on themselves without signing a contract because they want to go into that uh money year that final year really upping what their potential salary could be. It's no different for guys at the high school level who start to really blow up as seniors as if they banked on themselves as seniors it was their best year and all of a sudden December rolls around the early signing period. Well, they're starting to pick up offers and they get the feeling they're going to get bigger offers. And that was the case in Jamel Howard, uh, or that was the case with Jamel Howard. LSU came calling. A number of schools came calling. And in December, I believe he was at Michigan uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Then he hit an Illinois trip. Then just most recently LSU. And then Billy, he had Ole Miss on his final visit. That's get swapped for Miami. You get the sense that he said, hey, look, I'm going to wait till February because I've got all these options, because I've got a lot of time in January to make visits. And now we're in a situation where literally everything is being pitched to him in these final few weeks. Then he makes the announcement. One, I ask myself, how serious is Michigan about him? And I don't know if you know that answer from talking to guys like EJ Holland, who covers the Wolverines for on three and. Uh, Other people in the industry, because before the LSU visit, I would look at, okay, he visited Wisconsin six months ago. Great. He visited Illinois, which is obviously um, close to home and uh, a team that's been recruiting him heavily throughout. But other schools that are bigger on him, you would think that they could get him. My first question becomes, how serious is Michigan?
1: Yeah, I I, I think Judging from what E.J. Holland and Zach Levy, who I met at Battle Miami for the first time over this past weekend, have said Michigan has had that lead, had that confidence, but hasn't closed the door. You would have thought he would have signed with Michigan coming off that official visit to Ann Arbor in December if Michigan was going to be the choice. Instead, he took it to the spring, and now it seems like confidence on Michigan's side is fading Um, I know Jim Harbaugh was by uh, Marist High to see him last week, and so was LSU uh, leading up to their official visit. So it's going to be interesting to see if Michigan completely fades in this one, if LSU and Miami surges. Um, I'll tell you this. I spoke to a source on the Ole Miss side of things, and there's a lot of of, um, respect for the way LSU over the last month or so has especially has been recruiting, not only the transfer portal, what they closed out um, with the top five recruiting class that they have out of the high school ranks. And so that tells me that at least on the ground, we're starting to see a lot of a lot, a little bit more confidence uh, that LSU is a major, major player for Jamel Howard. It sounds like Michigan, maybe not as much. Miami is now a school to monitor LSU did a great job over the summer and throughout the fall, Fending off the Hurricanes for Jackson Howard, one of the top edge prospects in the country, that was one that Miami got the last official visit before he made his college decision. LSU didn't have the last official visit uh, for Jackson Howard. Miami did. Jamar Cain fended them off, uh, you know, late and got his commitment and got him on board. Now they're going to battle again for a player that's probably a little bit more of a need since you don't have another. Um, you know defensive tackle committed in this class this is going to be an interesting one it it doesn't necessarily seem like Illinois is in there as much I know Wisconsin did try to really make a move there because he was committed there at one point Luke Fickle trying to get him back on board Uh, this is going to be an interesting one Miami is going to throw a lot at him over the course of this coming weekend Uh, but LSU isn't going to go down without a fight here either
0: and you can also toss in LSU took a top 100 level player out of South Beach and Jalen yep. Brown, a team that my or a guy that Miami certainly had flirted with at different parts of the process to gauge where he was at. Uh, but keeping it on Howard, you make a good point, Billy. He is a nose tackle, 6'3, 320. And they got him down to campus this past weekend and he came with his mom, came with his sister. But having his mom there, the uh, the champion of his recruitment, the person who's going to play a large role in um kind of checking all the boxes with and meeting with all the coaches And one thing we continued to hear from parents uh, and players who talk about their parents reaction is how good Brian Kelly and this staff do once they're on campus with selling things beyond football with selling uh, or pitching the structure and the foundation they've built. So all those things certainly stand out. I also think just from talking to sources that this is a guy that, it was kind of a Brian Polian area, so he was kind of recruiting him. And then Jamar Kane went and saw him and got involved. And once they got him to campus, I think that they liked him even more, that it was one of those things where, hey, look, this is he's a good looking kid on film. He can move around. Uh, this is someone we feel like we want to push to add to the class. So I firmly believe, Billy, that he has a green light to commit to LSU if he wants. It's just a matter of now of do they close or does a team like Miami surge at the last minute?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and look, he's going to announce on National Signing Day. That's the plan. So um, LSU could be, you know, getting a, a you know good news or maybe not so good news. Uh, we'll find we'll find out on this one. I have a feeling pretty closely uh, to that date, if not you know pretty soon right after that Miami visit, as the dust settles. Uh, but uh, Miami is a school that tries to make waves late in this process. Um, they they lost Cormani McLean though. They need a boost. They need a win. Um, So they're motivated in that sense, just like LSU is motivated to get a big defensive tackle like Jamel Howard on board.
0: And I'll close out with this note, uh, national signing days next Wednesday. So um, one more visit weekend, as you said with Miami, then you hit the dead period and beyond some late magic from a guy like Nicholas Harbor, unless we hear of some late offers, Billy, this is kind of the one guy we're watching going into signing day. And that's the nature of, killing February signing day with the early signing period. LSU signed 25 guys already. Then they signed 11 or added 11 in the transfer portal. That's 36 new guys. Yeah, you've got some open spots, but you're really trying to fill kind of any immediate needs with more portal guys. Howard, by and large, is the one guy we're going to be watching next Wednesday on the high school level, I should say.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and we'll we'll see like how the the rest of the transfer portal cycle goes. Obviously, guys that are in there now with that portal window closing can get recruited over the course of the spring. But um, Jamel Howard, that's about it for LSU uh, as of now on the twenty twenty three recruiting front. Uh, Shay, this past weekend, the twenty twenty four class and beyond kind of took center stage for LSU outside of Jamel Howard being on campus in a way. Uh, they had a few high profile prospects on campus and you know we we were on the board this weekend and it it was a quiet junior day um, and and you can't deny that but look this was not the weekend last year that LSU had a ton of guys on campus that is this coming weekend uh, the last weekend before the dead period gets hit and as we're reporting on the site a lot of names expected to be on campus this coming weekend this weekend this past weekend was a little bit more of some guys that are very high on LSU um, and also some prospects that maybe don't hold offers just yet um, and are starting to kind of pick up their recruitments or younger players. But we've got a few we want to highlight here. And let's lead off with a guy I saw win the offensive MVP uh, at the Texas State Championship in the 6A level uh, in December. And that's Caden Durham, a four-star running back out of Duncanville, Texas, made his way uh, to LSU this past weekend, he told me he loved it. Uh, more to come on that uh, from him as we get him. He's a little quiet sometimes on the social media front, but um, he really, really locked in with that LSU visit. And this is a player that blew up this fall, LSU offered. Um, I saw him a couple times in the playoffs and he was just awesome. And then that includes his impressive performance in the uh, championship game against uh, Houston North Shore, a very, very good program. Uh, and look, he's got uh, a 10-7, um, hundred meter dash into the wind. He's got a wind aided ten five. He was really productive this year on a loaded Duncanville team that includes several L- LSU prospects: Kadevian Dotson, Walker, the four star safety, and five star defensive end uh, uh, Colin Simmons, and then also four star defensive lineman Alex January. They're all in the same class together, and LSU is after all of them, so they get Caden Durham on campus uh, already uh, to start out the spring and, and try to start making some waves and. Uh, then his teammate, Cadavian Dotson Walker, will be down uh, this weekend as well. So that was a big one for me to see him pop up on campus.
0: Yeah, I'm just curious if they can really make a splash at Duncanville. Obviously, there is a five-star that everybody knows his name over uh, on the D-line there, but as you mentioned, a lot of other talent. and <clears throat> I don't know. You're from Dallas. So you can weigh in, but those Duncanville kids, when you're that good, I mean, SMU's on you, TCU's on you, Oklahoma's always on all those kids, obviously, Texas, uh, AM. and, and I'm, <clears throat> I'm hard-pressed to get excited, Billy, about any of these guys, even uh, when, as I mentioned, uh, a Mr. Five-Star D-lineman talks up LSU as a, a dream school, and the one he's been his favorite the whole time, um, again, that you cannot your host, but you can also be happy that they're starting to get all these guys on the campus.
1: Yeah. And we talked about Colin Simmons, um, right after the state championship game, when he won the defensive MVP and he, he told us he's beast. Uh, he's going, went to Georgia, uh, earlier this month. Um, is set to go to Tennessee at some point. He's going to go to Alabama. He's going to go to Oregon. Um, he wants to get back to LSU. He's certainly one that's going to be a little bit of a wild recruitment. Um, and I mean, look, they can come up completely snake eyes with this Duncanville group. Um, there's no question about that. Um, that's just kind of the nature of the beast with that that crew. Um, and maybe on the flip side, they can pull a guy or two out of there, uh, a program that uh, just continuously churns out talent. And would be a good one to get a foothold in. It's hard to do, um, but but certainly uh, they're trying to do that uh you know, and, and it started this month, um, really, as they turned their attention to 24 with with Caden Durham getting to campus. Um, another uh, skill guy on, at the wide receiver side of things that was on campus was Mississippi wide receiver uh, J.J. Harrell. Uh, I, I think J.J. is a really, really promising wide out out of Mississippi, out of North Panola. He came over to campus. He was on um, he was on uh, Tennessee's uh, campus this past or the, the weekend prior. Um, He was at LSU this weekend and uh, is going to go to Ole Miss this coming weekend uh, after originally being scheduled to visit Florida State. We just went through this. A Mississippi prospect, LSU is after. uh, They missed on Isaac Smith late in the game. Um, Tennessee has a ton of buzz coming off of his visit. Uh, He loved his LSU visit, really, really, really uh, impressed with it. Uh, but it's always tough to get a guy like J.J. Harrell out of uh, the state of Mississippi.
0: Yeah, look, um, we'll talk about two receivers here. Uh, Billy, you caught up with Kobe Young out of Louisiana. Um, When I talked to J.J. Harrell out of Mississippi, you almost got the sense that he didn't even want to let you know how much ground LSU really made up on the visit. He like kind of kept things coy. He's like, I don't want to tell you everything me and Brian Kelly talked about, but Let's just say I'm very high on LSU right now. Granite, again, he was coming off a Tennessee visit where he named Tennessee the leader. Uh, Now that he's diving deeper into visits, he's kind of like, hey, look, I'm getting a feel for everyone now. We'll see how it shakes out. But from talking to sources on the LSU end, they felt like they made a big impression. Uh, And this is a guy they're going to go after. You can't just not go after him because he's from Mississippi. Now, here's something someone talked about on the board I completely agree with the best route for Mississippi kids is recruit the hell out of them, but try to get them committed by the spring. Try to get them committed by the summer, because once you get into a season, it's hard to get a commitment. You're focused on your season. Kids are focused on their season. Then you set yourself up for, Oh, we have to close a Mississippi kid in late November or in December when Ole Miss and state are really doubling down to keep the guys at home. So Go for J.J. Harrell all you want, four-star, big-time player. They love him. But if you don't have him on board by the time his senior year is rolling around and you're not considered some, like, runaway leader, then you do make sure that you've got plans in place where you're not getting burned by a guy like that. And fortunately, receivers not a spot that's really going to burn him. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, but, again, glowing reviews from J.J. Harrell or J.J. Harrell. Uh, what did Kobe Young say when you caught up with him? Because he is a Louisiana kid who has an offer, who seems very interested.
1: And, and one quick note on, on JJ Harrell, he's going to announce his commitment on January 30th. So that was just announced on his Instagram, a little breaking mini news into the pot. On uh, so we'll continue to obviously hit up sources and see how things go. Ole Miss is going to get that last crack at him. I mean, he's making a commitment at the end of January, um, well over or just under a year away from when he can sign. So we'll see. I might, that
0: I might like LSU's chances then.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, to set a commitment date before you've made the visit. Now, maybe you already know it. You can go a bunch of different ways on how to uh, decipher that one, but um, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe he is going to pick LSU. I, I agree with you, Shay. Um, and I've talked to JJ a couple of times in the past and he's very high on LSU. Um, and they've been by to see him uh, already this month. So We'll see if the Tigers can uh, pull one out of Mississippi uh, early in the 2024 class. But Kobe Young, out of New Orleans at Holy Cross, has been a long-time LSU target. He's probably, I would say, um, the top the top receiver in the state. Um, haven't completely dove into the 2024 receiver class in Louisiana um, at a deep level, uh, but he's he's been that guy that has held the LSU offer for a, for a while. Uh, he's somebody that has been on campus a bunch and, and is, um, you know, uh, talented enough and productive enough to end up at LSU and they're continuing to turn up the heat. And, um, he told me that, you know, they're, they want him, they want him really badly. He, he's going to be next up. Um, it was, uh, his meeting with Frank Wilson when they fa- FaceTime Leonard Fournette and, you know, we've, we've known Frank for a while. I don't think he'd pull that one out, um, for, for a, uh, you know, somebody that they weren't heavily pressing for um, to, to, you know, get on FaceTime with Leonard Fournette. But that's exactly what they did with Kobe Young on campus this past weekend. So I like the Tigers there early uh, for Kobe Young, for sure.
0: If they can wrap up a guy like Kobe Young, um, they've already got one receiver in the class. Um, then you're potentially in the mix here, adding a guy like J.J. Harrell. We could see over the offseason, the receiver class really start to come together uh, ahead of their senior seasons. We will be monitoring. That was nice. that We had some breaking news on the pod, uh, J.J. Harrell announcing uh, his decision in just a week's time. So uh, next week, we'll be busy. We'll have that announcement. We'll have signing day the following day. So um, or I guess unless does January have 31 days, I could pull up a calendar. But (laughs) next week, there will be uh, a number of announcements, both for 23 and 24, that LSU fans will now have their eyes on Um, anybody else from the weekend. Again, I'll make this as short as I can in my explanation of a junior day weekend these days, back in the day, like even a few years ago, kids couldn't take official visits until their senior year of high school. So they changed that. Now you can take them in the spring of your junior year and teams really just made it an emphasis to say, Hey, look, this one weekend or these two weekends a year are our biggest things in the spring. We saw with Brian Kelly and his staff, and really the O staff would do this as well as the, you know, rules changed, It just became, we're bringing guys in every weekend. So the idea of getting a hundred kids there all at once is kind of a dying thing. It's, I think people, colleges are a lot more concerned with, let's just get you to campus. It doesn't matter if it's this weekend, next weekend. We need to just get you on campus. We need one-on-one time with you. So um, speaking of lower junior day numbers or not like it used to be is completely accurate. And I just think that's because the whole business and of recruiting in terms of the layout of the schedule is completely changed with early signing periods and spring official visits and unlimited visits and all these other little open periods. So Um, kids can now go on visits and do photo shoots and do all these things they couldn't do before. So you don't have to have a junior day for all of that to happen is my point.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. It's just, you know, we've talked about visits and timing of visits and, and does it matter and things like that. I mean, I think the goal is to get guys on campus as much as possible. And if you don't get them on campus during the month of January, LSU has shown over the last year that they would like you on campus in January, but March is where they made a lot of their hay. Um, They're out offering players. They're out, um, you know, hitting the road, uh, recruiting players. I know all staffs are, but it just seems like there's such an emphasis on going out and evaluating for this LSU staff. I mean, the month of January last year was insane, Um, and that last weekend was really the one that they prioritized as far as getting guys on campus. So uh, March will be crazy when the dead period lifts, uh, and LSU will certainly have a lot of guys Uh, on campus then. Uh, And, and many have have already said it, I'm going to LSU that first weekend of March. So they're trying to kick off spring ball or uh, the month of March, at least with, with a bang. So. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 18 plus. Let's wrap up with this, Shay. Um, I was in lovely Fort Lauderdale, Florida this past weekend. Uh getting a chance to uh check out Battle Miami, the kickoff seven on seven tournament, which uh ended in a little bit of a fight among coaches and, and some uh other people. So oh, God. Um, gotta love it. Uh, you know, starting off uh right in uh the Sunshine State with some people. But yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Got to end up seeing three LSU commits, a ton of targets, uh which Tons of content going to come from that. Takeaways, recruiting intel, bunch of stories. Uh, but let's center around a quarterback. LSU's quarterback commit, that is. Colin Hurley, the four-star quarterback, uh, played with 24-karat uh, gold, um, was the team name. So uh, I can tell you, uh, after watching him, he does have uh, a golden arm. His arm talent is is pretty pure uh, and, and very, very high level. Um, some of the throws he made, very impressive. He's just able to... You know, fitted in some tight windows um he was he was very very good i thought he made the top performers list for on three uh, he had a couple nice touchdown drives to lead off his tournament he had a pick shortly after that a three and out uh, and then finished with a touchdown drive he faced the most talented team in the tournament trillion boys uh, to close out saturday and um you know kind of was up and down had a few really impressive throws um, but certainly with their talent level it was a little bit uh, different uh, going in that game, uh, and they lost a close one. Uh, they weren't gonna able to get it into the end zone uh, right at the end of the final drive. But then on Saturday, I saw him throwing. Uh, then on Sunday, I saw him throw to a huge, huge uh, headwind, um, and he they kind of you know did a little bit more West Coast offense uh, with the wind whipping the way it was. But uh, still very quick in his decision making on that one, and they rolled in that game before I had to head out and uh, catch my flight. So Hurley, very physically developed. Um, certainly, uh, one that, um, you look at him as a 15 year old and you're like, okay, does he lose the baby fat kind of up top? Does he, um, what does he look like two, three years from now? Because he's so young, um, very polished, uh, but his lower, lower body is so physically developed. I don't know how much more weight, uh, or, or mass he can necessarily add on there. So just got the chance to get out and see Colin Hurley. And and that was awesome. I, I it was cool to. You know, see him finally throw in person
0: it's one of those things too where you see him in seven on seven settings and even on friday nights when you watch his uh, you know his highlights he can sling it i mean the ball jumps out of his arm he can absolutely throw the football and that's what has him as a top 10 quarterback in the country now this is a kid as you mentioned 15 years old young but reclassified moved up into the next class so um essentially he just played his junior year which would have been a sophomore year and now he's entering his senior year which would have been his junior year so he's a little bit jumped in terms of um you know high school eligibility not having a ton of time left i think with colin hurley people are ready for the two sides to marry like unbelievable arm talent all of that and then when you look at his production across his two full years of really starting let's just say the past two seasons He was a 54% passer. He was a 56% passer. And you want that to be in the 60s. So 60s and above, obviously. You're not far off from that. And most guys make their biggest jumps in those final years of high school. Now, obviously, his final year is coming up as a senior. It will have been a short-lived high school career, but he'll have time to get to college and continue uh, to make strides. I am so excited to see how he does in a setting like Elite 11 how he does on a lot of these seven on sevens, which are just kicking off. As you said, you went down there to watch him and then what that means for a senior year. And I do believe he'll be a guy as a is in that 60% range is a completion guy has a big arm. Then you walk away feeling like, man, this kid's a leader on and off the field. He's gotten better and better as his high school career went on. And he can clearly throw the football. I'm, Growing to really, really like the Colin Hurley edition more as time goes on, just because as you said, he's so young. He was 14 and 15 when a lot of these evals were coming in. Uh, as he has time to just mature and grow his game, I think he's only uh, going to get better and better. I do like this early edition, especially after, uh, look, Julian Sain was another one of the top quarterbacks down there. That's another big time guy they were after. So you like that Sloan and the staff are putting themselves in positions where they are swinging for the best guys out there.
1: Yeah, and, and I think, look, we talked about it a little bit on the board uh, with our subscribers at the Bengal Tiger when we posted those highlights from Battle Miami, and somebody said something about his age and, and how like it it impacts his ranking in a negative light. Well, no, when you're younger, that's absolutely a positive. The reality is, you know, Colin Hurley has great arm talent. Um, you mentioned his production, Shay, but also he's not – ever had a season with positive rushing yards. And um, I don't believe there's been a quarterback ever drafted without gaining a positive rushing yard, uh, at least in in the recent times that we've been going through looking for analytics. So I think with his mobility, they roll him out a few times in the seven-on-seven. I want to see him pick up yards. I want to see him move those chains a little bit more. Um, You know, our on-three staff, we had Charles Power on last week. Um, he dives into a lot of those things and indicators of well, where are you going to get the next Patrick Mahomes, the next uh, uh, Josh Allen, you know, in terms of guys that, you know, pan out at the pro level. Um, Joe Burrow, you know, we've talked about how Joe Burrow would have been much higher if, if analytics were involved with his basketball profile and coach's son and all of those things. Colin Hurley just has some things to prove. And that's why the senior season is so important for him. Um, and, and certainly we've gotten a good glimpse of him now in the seven on seven, and you mentioned more events to come, but I was impressed overall. Um, he had a good group of receivers, a couple of LSU targets and four-star wideout Isaiah Williams and four-star wideout out Richardson, uh, who are going to check out campus at some point this spring, uh, both go to my high school, uh, in Tampa, Carol day. And, uh, just overall was a good, good weekend for him. Uh, they lost in the second round. I wasn't able to see that game, but, um, you know they he he threw the ball well and and the arm talents there so I'm looking forward to getting out there um, at some point either in spring ball or um, you know seeing him at another event but um, another uh, uh, LSU commit um, was on the offensive side in this camp uh, and that was uh, Louisiana bootlegger JoJo Stone on the opposite side uh, we were surprised he he had one of those uh, ski masks on during the tournament and no one had any idea that it was. Zion ferguson until after the first game uh lsu's other 2024 uh commitment uh, from the uh state of georgia they were playing on the louisiana bootleggers together uh jojo stone really impressed me he's somebody that's going to uh be at alabama this weekend he's got uh some other visits he wants to take but look he he told me he's very happy with his pledge to lsu he wants to take some visits check things out he transferred um to uh Uh, Langston Hughes uh, during his junior season in the state of Georgia so very explosive playmaker Uh, had a couple of uh, opportunities to make big plays the the quarterback play for the bootleggers this past weekend wasn't necessarily uh, elite uh, by any means but uh, you know he just he just flashed Uh, he flashed his ability to run and and make quick movements so uh, we'll have some clips of him up on the site and then Zion Ferguson He's a big corner. He's, he's physical. He told me he wants to be physical in the tournament. And he was pushing guys around and and just kind of shoving them down uh, at times. Caught, caught a, uh, a PI on one of them. But um, he's got some length. He's got some size. Um, and and he competed at a, at a high level. So I'm intrigued to see how he does. He transferred to Gainesville High uh, in Georgia, uh, not Florida, uh, over the course of the offseason. So he'll be at a new high school as well. He's going to check out Auburn this weekend. Uh, Both of those guys just impressed me. Um, JoJo especially, though, um, just his ability to move. I think he could be a kind of who's next if you're looking at it from Aaron Anderson, Kyle Parker, who would be next. That'd be JoJo Stone in my mind.
0: And he's ranked as an athlete, but you see him receiver at the college level. Um, Well, two things wrapping up here. One, it's called a the ski mask just to keep you up to date on current (laughs) hip hop and youth culture. Uh, the other would be uh, you mentioned Colin Hurley, Jojo Stone, uh, Zion Ferguson, all these different guys. LSU has eight commitments right now for the 24 class. That's a top 10 class. So sitting on a top five class on the on three consensus right now for 2023, which is obviously about to be wrapped up. They have 25 guys already signed, already sitting in the top 10 for next year. So right where you want to be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, look, guys, there's going to be a, a big uh, visitor weekend coming up uh, for LSU uh, to close out the month of January before the dead period hits and signing day is upon us. So uh, check it out. Tons of guys to come to campus, including a five star Alabama commitment. So check out the Bengal Thirty dollars gets you covered all the way through football season and or until football season. And we have Founders Club hats still available. So Appreciate all you guys who have subscribed to the site. Um, Keep uh, hitting that subscribe button on the YouTube channel. And uh, Shay, we will be back later this week uh, with another edition of the pod. We've got the uh, portal podcast or or whatever uh, podcast we're going to bring you guys uh, later in the week as well. So lots more to come uh, as we continue to follow LSU's recruiting that uh, seems to never stop.
0: No, 365. It'll keep rolling, but... Brian Kelly can't recruit. It's proven not to be the case. So we still have jobs to cover.
1: Yep, exactly. So for Shea Dixon, I'm Billy Emboddy. Thanks for listening to this edition of the pod. And we will catch you guys next time on the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy.